0: There comes a time in your life when your desire to change must outweigh your desire to remain the same. If this is your time, I want you to know that whatever your circumstances are, you are exactly where you need to be right now. You are stronger than you know. You deserve to live in your purpose and to have a happy and fulfilling life. You're worth keeping your promises to yourself. Every single thing you've done until this point has been enough. You are enough. You always were. My greatest desire is for you to give yourself permission to take a chance on you because you're worth it. Welcome to the True Growth, True Growth podcast. I am Latina Mata, your mindset coach, and in this podcast, we explore and learn all things related to self-love, self-discovery, and inner work. It is the foundation to help you navigate life and make the necessary internal shifts to become the very best version of yourself. It is my greatest pleasure to be with you right here, right now. Throughout this podcast, we get to grow through what we go through together. Welcome back to another episode of the True Growth. Through Growth Podcasts, I am Latina, and in today's episode, I am going to share with you seven things that I wish I learned sooner. And I feel as though, you know what, if I wish I learned this sooner, I think that you guys maybe have shared in similar experiences, or this may be of some use to somebody who hasn't gotten there as yet. And I am here to share my nuggets with you. The first thing that I wish I learned sooner was knowing what my values are aka learning and being super clear what us super clear about what are the most important things in my life and I feel as though if I knew what were the most important things in my life it really would have changed your trajectory in a lot of ways especially when I was younger because I would have made different decisions so if you guys have been following me for some time you know i would speak about your values quite often but let me just reiterate right your values are essentially the most important things to you in your life and knowing your values actually determines the type of actions you take and when you take specific actions it creates specific results a lot of us end up in extreme internal conflict and internal war with ourselves because the things that we say are the most important to us. We do not honor with the actions that we take. So we say, for example, health and wellness is important to us. We value that. Yet when you look at our lifestyle, there's very little proof that shows that you do actually value health and wellness. And so, You would find yourself going through this loop of feeling guilty or feeling ashamed of saying, oh, my gosh, why can't I get it together? You know, just a whole array of not so nice emotions, because basically what you are saying is important to you and what you're actually doing. Do not make a straight line. And I feel as though if I realize how important it was to know my values first, like know what they are first it really would have changed the actions that I'm taking. So, for those of you who aren't clear on what your value system is right now, this is my nudge to you to get super clear on what your values are, a.k.a. what are the things that are most important to you in your life. And when you make that assessment of what those things are, now I needed to do another assessment around what are the actions that you are taking. Are they reflecting that these things are supposedly important to you? If they are, kudos to you. If they aren't, you have the chance to change it. So if it's health and wellness, if it's finances, if it's family, if it's business, if it's education, if it's personal growth, if it's freedom, whatever it is, look at it. And then do an assessment in terms of are you doing things and taking action that actually reflect that those things are important to you. So that was number one. And I really wish that I learned that earlier because it really would have changed a lot of decisions that I would have made in the past. The second thing, and this is a big one, oh boy, gratitude is the easiest way to shift your mood. Now, let me be so honest with you. I would describe old Latina very entitled, very complaining. Now, I do complain still. I would not deny that. But I have been pulling myself up and pulling myself by my socks up a lot lately because I realize, like, Listen, there's a thin line between complaining and venting and, you know, just needing somebody to hold space for you. And what I did before a lot was just complain, like just be naggy and fussy for every little thing, because I had this specific ideal of what life was supposed to look like. And anything that seemed contrary to that, I just found it was you like I just did not appreciate it. And instead of me being grateful for the things that I had, I would have complained. And I'll share a really quick story. So I worked in the industry previous to starting True Growth Caribbean, and the salary that I was making at that point in time, it was like average salary, right? <laughs> and I felt like I deserved more, like I needed more money. You know, I have a child, I have this, I have that. I'm like, I need to make more money. But when I looked around my environment, like. The money that I was making, it was a smidge more than other people in the space, one, until the average person in my space was not making that amount of money. Anyways, beside the point, Latina matter just felt like it was nonsense, and I needed to make more money. So guess what I did? Complain and complain and complain and complain. And I used to cry on my money, guys. Like, I would get paid and cry. Like, I will cry that... I'm, I'm crying before I even spend the money... To say, this is not enough money. Do you understand how toxic and terrible that is? And I'm not sure what happened. And there was a shift one day. And I just woke up and I was like, girl, pull it together. Like, you need to stop complaining. You need to stop being ungrateful. And my mom and my grandmother, bless their souls, they would always say, Tina, you need to be grateful. You need to be grateful. And I used to stoop. I used to find that so annoying. Like, why you keep telling me to be grateful? And guys. I'm not joking. The moment I decided to be grateful for the things that I had, be grateful for the amount of money that I was earning, even if it wasn't the most, even if it wasn't the best, the moment I started to appreciate the fact that I had a job, even if it wasn't something that I did not like doing, the moment that I started to really appreciate waking up in the morning and literally having a job to go to and having money that is coming in every month, the money literally started to multiply. I, I don't know the mathematics behind that, but I do know that gratitude turns everything into enough. And so what was not sustaining me before suddenly started to sustain. Where I would have had minus $100 after I get paid, there was actually excess. Now, of course, the excess was in thousands. It may be a couple hundreds, but I am sharing to show that that was the difference opportunities also came where I was able to make extra money while I also worked in this job, which brought in even a couple more thousands, right? Not massive but thousands, but, you know, a couple, two, three thousand a month extra in addition to what I was doing that was not even related to that job. But this only happened sincerely when there was a shift in my gratefulness when I started to really appreciate what I had. So this is my message to you. You may be in a shitty space right now. You know, you're looking at your value that you're bringing to space. You're around in people. You expect more. You want more. You know that you can contribute more. And you feel as though you're not being appreciated. You feel as though people are not seeing your worth. You feel as though you're not getting paid the amount that you deserve. And I want to tell you to pause and sincerely just sit with what you currently have and really find a way to bring yourself to a space of gratefulness. It is going to shift so many things to you. And of course, this is not a magic trick. And this is not a one-time thing. Like This is something that you have to practice every single day. And just for bonus, I want to add, right, that in relation to this value thing and people seeing your worth and people, um, you know, appreciating you at a certain level, people... First of all, you set the standard by which you are received. So if you feel as though you are being underappreciated, if you feel as though you're you questioning your own worth in this place, in this workspace, you are wondering, am I bringing anything of value to this place? I'm letting you know that people could see that. People could receive that energetically. And of course, if that is the standard that you are setting, that you are operating at in your workspace, people are going to receive that and this was my sincerest belief. Of course, hindsight gives you 2020 vision. So I saw the correlation after I left that job because I could not understand, like, why weren't they seeing me in a particular way? They weren't able to see me in a particular way because I myself did not see myself in a particular way. So bonus to the gratitude is to change the way that you see yourself. You get to set the standard by which you are received. So if you want to be seen and received as a confident, valuable, um, assertive person, then you have to start to see yourself like that. Nobody else is going to receive you in any other way but the way in which you set out to be received. All right? Great. So the third thing that I wish I knew. Is this the third? Oh, my God. I think I've lost. I've lost track. But we go in. The other thing that I really wish I knew earlier is that self-discipline, self-discipline is a true act of self-love. Now, I know that that is something that has been shared a thousand times all over the internet, but like I did not take that in at a soul level. I will sincerely, and I would have advocated for this, and I still do, right? You know, ebb and flow, the path of least resistance, etc., etc., Especially when I first started true growth and when I first started coaching, that is something that I preached ebb and flow, finding path with least resistance, Um, you know, not too much pressure because pressure blocks things, right? And I fully 1000% agree. But let me also give you another perspective that is for a season. That is for a season. And I maximize that season of ebb and flow, and you know, no pressure and no stress, and and let's just let's just go with the flow of life, you know, and be in a space of abundance. I maximize that to the point where my goals started to get irritated with me and started to ask me, "Hey, sis, that's me snapping my finger, guys. Hey, sis, get it together. In order for you to have the things that you want." Some self-discipline, some self-sacrifice, some cost is going to be required of you. And I need you to be rid of that microwave mindset. I need you to be rid of that instant gratification thing and realize that you need to increase your bandwidth to do hard things in order for you to get the things that you want. And that is in itself a true act of self-love. So I'm sharing that with you today. As I said, I advocate for ease and ebb and flow and, you know, just not putting too much stress on yourself because we're not trying to create further resistance. But as a season, there is also another season where you really need to pull it together in terms of your self-discipline. And I also want you to put in perspective, if you have a child, you do not, you will not. It is not okay to just leave your child to have all the candy, leave your child to go to sleep 2 o'clock in the morning, leave your child to play video games for 14 hours of the day, leave your child to have all the junk food, leave your child to not drink the water, leave your child to not learn to read. Like, you will not be okay with that. So, there is that space of finding that balance between, you know, allowing them that ebb and ease and flow, and then that time where you really need to be very intentional with them about their discipline and their routines and how they show up. And it is the same thing for us as adults. We need self-discipline and self-discipline is a true act of self-love so if you are questioning do you love yourself sis i'm right there with you but i need you to check the things that you are disciplined about and that will give you a real indicator about if there's some more work to do around your self-love another thing that i wish i knew earlier and that is your environment also includes people. So, environment is not just how your area looks, you know, how your surrounding looks, the aesthetics, etc. No, no, no. Your environment includes people as well. So, if you are around people and when you leave them, your energy is drained, reevaluate. If you finish talk to somebody and when you are done f- speaking to them, you feel as though a big truck ran over you. Re-evaluate, sis, if those are the people that you need to be around. I heard something the other day, and they basically said, like, you need to be around people when you're finished. Like, you are ignited by them. You are ignited, not drained. Ignited, not drained. You need to be around people who are speaking one bigger, better, more. Any word that means abundant and means progressive and means expansive, those are the people that you need to be around. It is, and and then again, let me be very gentle with this, guys. There is a season for certain things, right? And there is a season of time, there's a season where being around people who fussy just like you who complaining just like you who have in parallel situations just like you feels comforting and feels safe to know hey you know like i have i have somebody that i could roll with that is great you know guys but then if that keeps going on and on and on for a period of time that becomes toxic that becomes draining and it literally hinders you from the goals that you are trying to achieve your environment includes people as well So, we may be living in some households where our family members are toxic, where they are living, being, doing certain things that you know you do not resonate with, where your friends may be functioning at a certain type of way that no longer resonates with you. I need you to pay attention to that. And let me tell you, be brave enough to choose yourself even when others do not. So this means that if you realize that your environment is no longer serving you, a.k.a. people, they are no longer serving you, be okay to choose you. God is not going to abandon you. He is going to send the right people in your space to be there to support you, to be there with you as you journey into your next period, your next season. But I also need you to pray and ask God to send the right people into your life. All right. And also be mindful that even those people who you may live parallel lives with, who you would cry with, you'll have similar issues with, you are struggling the same type of ways. Some t- it's not a matter of having to lock them off till death, right? It may be just a period of having to distance yourself for a short period of time. Gather yourself, help yourself up, up level wherever it is you need to. And then you could come back and get them. And oftentimes those very people who you love and you care for, they notice your growth, they notice your transformation. They would usually jump on a train too. They would usually want to know what in hell, what in God's name are you doing? I want some of that too. And so your up level becomes contagious. All right. The next thing that I wish I knew sooner was that um you cannot expect anybody to honor your boundaries if you don't honor them yourself i'll repeat that you cannot expect anybody to honor your boundaries if you do not honor them yourself so and people pay attention let me just let you know people pay attention and so if you say to somebody let's just say in your household you tell somebody you know i'm going to bed at 10 p.m. or i'm going to do a particular task right i have a client um, I have a client and she told me that she's supposed to feed the dog at a particular time. She's supposed to feed her, her house, her house dog at a particular time. And every single night she just misses that time. Right now, this is something that is important to her family. Her family expects that she gets this dog fed a particular time. And when she does not get it fed, right, what that creates for them is this mistrust, right? What that creates for them is, and it's something as small as that as feeding the dogs, right? What that creates for them is this type of mistrust. And then, of course, it has a ripple effect within herself where she feels bad for not feeding the dog or she's like, wow, why didn't I do that? And, you know, guilt and all the things that come up. That in itself is a boundary in terms of letting herself know, hey, at a specific time, I need to stop scrolling on my phone or I need to stop doing whatever I'm doing and I need to honor this particular block, this particular thing that I scheduled. People are paying attention. And so she would find that in other areas of her life, completely unrelated to the dog, that they come at her in a particular way. You know, They speak to her in a particular way. Without realizing, and this is what came up in our conversation, in our in our session, without realizing that that one thing there related to the dog that may seem so trivial, they pay attention to that. They acknowledge sis is not following through. Sis is not honoring her words. Sis is not honoring her boundary. So, of course, that transcends into how they respond to her with other things. That I myself have seen that in my own personal life, right? Like me saying that I'm going to do certain things, you know, in terms of like my time. So I was always late, always late. So guess what? They have no expectation for me to reach anywhere on time. And when you are trying to change and become a better person and you are really striving to now feed the dog on time or you are now striving to get to the event on time and you hear your family members say, she's not going to feed the dog or, oh gosh, you know, she's always late. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts because you know you are trying, right? So I'm saying all this to say that you cannot expect anybody else to honor your boundaries if you are not honoring it for yourself so that's what i shared there is very trivial very small but it extends even into the bigger things with you saying no with you saying yes with you meaning what it is you see and it's something that my coach shared with me the other day and that is like your yes like make sure that your yes is a yes, like a 100% yes. Your yes needs to be yes, not kind of, uh, yes has to be yes. And let your nose be no. Let your yeses be yes, and let your nose be no's. And this boundary setting situation is something that you have to practice every single day. And the last and final one. No, there's two more. The last and final, second to last one, right? is, this was a hard one for me. This really was a hard one for me, is acknowledging that nobody is coming to save me. Now, real quick, from childhood trauma, right, where we have been taught or learned that we have to put ourselves last, right? We have to put ourselves last, somebody else, to ensure that somebody else is good. That's that. Then has the other aspect where there's this, you know, bit of entitlement where we expect somebody else to take care of us, Like Somebody else needs to do the work for us. Somebody else needs to save us, right? And codependency manifests with the desire to fix somebody or the desire to be saved by somebody. And where I fell into the category was a combination of the both. Sincerely, I saw my fix-it traits manifest as well but i heard the most from my somebody save me phase and that somebody save me phase right or experience i should say (coughs) really showed its head in my business really showed its head when it came to me doing hard things i am here to tell you nobody is coming to save you whatever work you are doing suddenly or not Whatever work you're doing, especially if you feel called to do it, it's nobody else's responsibility but yours. It is nobody else's responsibility but yours. And I need you to put on your big girl boots and your big boy pants and acknowledge that nobody is coming to save you and that you are the only one who is responsible for creating the life that you want. You cannot blame somebody else. You cannot... Put this on somebody else. You cannot say it's her fault and it's his fault and it's my mommy fault and it's my daddy fault and it's the system's fault. Now, I am not denying that these factors do not contribute to the struggle that you are going through. I am not denying that they play a part in why it is so hard. But the first step in softening the impact of all the things that I just called is acknowledging that you have the power to make a difference. You do. You really, solely, wholly, truly do. Even if you feel as though you're in the pits of hell right now and it is so hard for you to navigate and you know that it is somebody else's fault, I want you to just pause for a moment and just acknowledge the possibility of you having the capability to change something as small as it could be. And you just have to make that decision that every single day you're going to take one step forward in terms of taking responsibility, taking back your power, making a different decision. Another day, taking back your power, taking responsibility, making another decision. Every single day, because the truth is, nobody is coming to save you. And the seventh thing that I wish I learned sooner, and let me be honest. I think God tried to teach me this many times, but you get a little hard headed, and I and I missed it. I missed it, and I missed it. And you know they say that God will always teach you the same lesson over and over until you get it. But um, you see, humility, a spirit of humility. You need to pray every single day for a spirit of humility, especially if you are somebody. Who is doing work that requires a lot of people, that entails a lot of service, that is asking for you to be in a space where you are seen. Now, as I said, what I just said there is not exception, but I'm just speaking from my personal experience. Humility. Pray for a spirit of humility. Humility does not mean shrinking yourself to nothingness. Humility does not mean trivializing your accomplishments humility does not mean acting as though you are not wonderful and amazing and a powerhouse in your space that is not what humility is humility is to remember why you are doing what you are doing and recognizing that what you are doing needs to be done from a place of absolute and pure service those are my seven things that i wish i learned sooner and guys there was so much pain, so much hurt wrapped up in all of these things that it's an ongoing process of integration. It is an, on- an ongoing process of unlearning certain traits and habits and patterns that would have resulted in you know, the consequences that I had to deal with. It's an ongoing process of me sharing this in a multitude of ways for everybody to understand. It is an ongoing process of me Having to hold myself accountable when I notice that I am falling short. I love you so, so much. And I cannot wait to connect with you soon. Be sure to share with me which point, right? Which point resonated the most, which point you probably had the most um, epiphany around. And of course, share this with a friend. And please leave a review. Reviews help this podcast so much. I love you guys so much. Have an amazing, amazing week ahead. Or whenever you should see this or listen to this. Have an amazing time ahead. Have a good one. Bye-bye.